everybody. Welcome to another episode of Morelia Python Radio. And yes, it's just going to be Owen and I um, as we do this episode because I've been busy with Field Herping Podcast. No, nah, you've been quite. I feel cheated like you left me for another woman. Like it is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, the funny thing is, is like that. Well, I, yeah, I don't want to give away secrets to it or whatever, but like me and Nipper really did not <laughs> record like we do oh no. yeah yeah no it's, it's not like that it's it's different it, so dude, you gotta and that's the problem is is that it takes a while because like riley and i will record and it's not the same either and yeah. it's it's just one of those things where it's like this on this hand several months on this hand 10 years <laughs> like, it's yeah. like it makes a difference because it makes a 100%. huge difference a huge difference yeah. so yeah it's like putting on a comfortable pair of socks <laughs> <laughs> But broken in jeans versus the new ones yes. that you bought. <laughs> yes. Yes. These are like, you know, like when you get a pair. Oh, and you can relate to yes. this oh, when yeah. we were in Darwin and you had those boots that weren't like kind of broken in quite right. You know, whereas I'm like jumping on rocks and stuff because my boots are all broken First in off, and comfortable. First off, we also know that as you get closer to the land of the hobbits, you get increased strength and vigor. So this you, is were, true. <laughs> this is you true. were jumping around because of your location. I so. thought I was a kangaroo. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or a wallaby. wallaby. Or, a rock wallaby. Yeah, a rock wallaby. Yes, dude, I, was, I got up this morning and, and I'm, I'm flipping the channels and it was some wild Australia was on something. And I'm like, all right, I'll watch the hell out of this. <laughs> right. But this is clearly not like a nature documentary with like David Attenborough because they're like, the pigs are getting a little too close to the water. I'm like, yeah. And like the saltwater crocodile's getting closer, <laughs> and oh, then nice. and then it cuts away, and the salty's got like a, a pig limb, and I'm like, I'm like you oh, took it's tearing it up. I'm like yeah, but it's not but like, yeah, it's already dead. Like like they cut away, they jump cut, and you don't see the crocodile do the crocodile thing. You just see the aftermath, and it's like what? <laughs> like yeah, but yeah, man, they had um, you know, cassowaries and stuff, and then they're, they're like that that ends. And then the next episode is on right after that. And they're talking about the jungle uh, across from the Great Dividing Range. Right. And Melissa at that point had come down from like breakfast and stuff like that. And I'm talking and I'm just saying like animals. And I'm like, and now jungle carpet python. And then lo and behold, <laughs> like, <laughs> there it, it is. It cuts and there's this jungle. I'm like, oh, that's actually pretty. <laughs> like, it's like <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> so yeah, I was doing that this morning, but it was. Was, That's cool. He was the lamest kind of nature documentary guy talking, and I'm like, "Where's Attenborough? This sucks." <laughs> so, was this the one that was on the Discovery Plus? I, I don't think it was on Discovery Plus because it was just on the oh, show. Okay. Like, I think the one on Discovery Plus is like the <laughs> the raw, unedited version. This thing seemed dumbed down for children. Like it was oh, definitely okay. like gotcha. you know, yeah. Gotcha. It's um. Yeah, man. There was, uh, I think it was, was it Keith that sent us that video mm-hmm. of the Nile crocodile, like, like tearing the Slamming face off the of the uh, zebra or whatever? Oh, yeah. The, the, just the, like, the, yeah. Um, the, oh, my God. Nature is brutal, man. Dude, it is crocs brutal. Are just, well, I mean, also, it's it's crocodiles. I mean, like, you're the only kind of animal that can't chew his food, so it slam dunks it into, like, you know, the ground and rips pieces off. Like, it, they're... <sighs> what was the... Remember, um, it, it, the Simpsons quote. Um, it was uh, it was uh, being killed by a crocodile is just like going to sleep, kids, in a blender. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> 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 I 
<laughs> I know. I got to study up my Simpsons. Yeah, I know. Dude. I only got a couple of months. Dude, that. I'm jazzed. I want to go harping, you know? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We, uh, so wait, we have, well, we have. You're going before I Texas. Will. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And then we got, uh, which I expect yeah. nothing like the reports better be like, we found nothing. Nothing yeah. at all, Owen. And it, it is such it we're we're miserable, we're unhappy. Eric died. Like it is like dude, if we find like oh, oh man, that's if we find king snakes, alterna, I don't think I can send you those pics. I man. can't. <laughs> I don't, I don't, I don't wanna, think I can send them to you. I'll feel it. guilty. Yeah, it's just like, like you know, uh, just it, you'd be there and be like the most gorgeous rock rattlesnake, you'd be like, We can't show him this, it'll kill him. So yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, but hey, whatever. Well, you know, you got that, but then like, I'm good for the what is it? Utah, Arizona? What the hell's that? Arizona, oh, Arizona. Yeah, I'm good yeah. for Arizona. Plus, you know, it. I, That'll I, be a good trip. Man. Yeah, I'd like to do Texas again just because we struck out, but yep. on certain things, we it was still a good trip. It was still a worthwhile trip to go to Texas, but I'd still like to redo it. But like, mm-hmm. I also am like, oh, I want to go to Arizona. Like, that's new. Like, I want to go check out new shit. <laughs> I no. think Arizona's going to be pretty cool because of just the rattlesnakes alone. Yeah, yeah. Gila monsters, Gila monsters, right? I mean, yep, it'll be pretty cool. Can't touch the Gila monsters. <laughs> Look, yeah. do not touch. Every so. time I think of them, I think of that you know that whole like <laughs> the, holding them with the, the hooks, two hooks. Yeah. <laughs> well, <it's, laughs> I I think of that uh, spaceballs where the alien the comes coming across, across the, the he's, he's kick dancing across yeah. the, the thing, and they're like, "What the?" Yeah, yep, yeah, yep. Yeah. Yeah. I, I do love that, but. So yeah, um, we'll have to sneak away and do some. Uh, maybe we'll have to do like uh, some local herping or something. Yeah, I'd be you know, down for a that. A few people, a yeah. few people have mentioned uh, we could head up there for like a day or something, and yeah, you got some spots. I keep flipping the boards at the bottom of my driveway. Fucking nothing. <laughs> like I, last year, I got one garden. Because your lawnmower's out there, you know, keeping the keeping the grass all tidy and stuff. I'm not allowed to let it grow and go crazy. Like, you know, it's. That's cool, though. I showed my dad that and he's like, I want that in my yard. Yeah. Mort. Oh, yeah. Oh, God. You know, we we put Mort outside because we were redoing his habitat because the moss and the dirt and the moss I used were just kicking up plumes of shit. Like I I was vacuuming and dusting all the fucking time. So we decided to kick him outside because it was warm enough. And you had to babysit him because within five seconds, he's down by the cars wandering to God knows where. And it's like, cool. So I had to like, here's watermelon. And he followed me all the way back into the yard. But so I go in to dump all the mulch and and, uh, I wanted to redo his heat pads because he keeps dragging them away from the thermostats, which causes everything to potentially burn my house down. So I'm redoing all. Yeah, I know. I'm redoing all that. Melissa's outside with the tortoise. I come outside and it's like, six neighborhood children in the yard (laughs) (laughs) and they're all with her and the tortoise i'm like the fuck is this (laughs) apparently if you just kind of like bring animals outside local and you don't chase the children away they'll come to you they'll come to you yeah and it's like uh why are there kids here (laughs) like it's so she did that whole thing with letting them pet the tortoise and all this other stuff. And they're like, Oh, can you bring a snake out? I'm like, I literally just fed every single one of them. Right. So that answer is no. <laughs> like they're all the ones that 
could come out are all revved up and will bleed somebody. Like, no, it no, everybody's staying put. Right. Yeah, that's just there's like this uh when I when I was a kid, my dad had his whole menagerie <laughs> of animals. Like that would be the thing that people would come in to see would be the Burmese python, you of know. It's like it's like, oh my god, that of snake course. is huge. You know? You know that and the rattlesnake. Was it the um uh the, the, the local supermarket near me, I guess Cornish hens were on sale. So I'm like, screw it, I'll buy two, see what I can do. My retake ate one whole. Like a whole Cornish hen. Really? Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. Wow. Uh-huh. I mean, I guess that's, yeah. I mean, but sure, it, why hey, not? Dude, if it, rabbits are expensive. Like, you know, the Cornish hens, like, they're two bucks. <laughs> they were a buck fifty a hen. And I'm like, hell yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. I wonder, <clears throat> I wonder, do you, do you, I guess you don't have, do you think, do you supplement it at all? Or like, do you just give it to them as is? It's like, here you go, you know, call it, it a day. Yeah, I mean, I. I literally thawed it out, and then I left all the giblets and crap inside because apparently that they were included. Um, right. And oh, then, okay. So you left like those. Okay. Oh yeah. And then I literally just fed it. She bit it down right where the head would be, and then she swallowed the whole thing down. That was it. Wow. You know that's crazy. And dude, it's like gonna... bones, skin, meat, fat. Like it's all in there, plus the organs and stuff that were in the side. You know, the only thing I'm missing is feathers. Oh no, feathers! Like it's yeah. You don't need them. I don't need them. <laughs> it's like yeah. So, huh? Yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah, whatever. It worked out. So I'm like, hey, and if she doesn't need them, I'll chop them up and feed them to Kribo. Like they'll eat it. So yeah, he'll eat anything. Oh yeah. <laughs> whatever uh, you put in front of them. The Kribo and the Chinese king rats will eat fucking anything. Wow. Yeah. I'm I'm hoping that my skink and monitors will be that way Become at some that. point like <laughs> <laughs> well i i will say that like once your ackies get to a certain point like yeah. adult size ackies um having the baby mangrove monitors that one year when i had like a bunch of carpet clutches and they were all kind of slow feeders being able to scoop up the pile of like fuzzies and pinkies that weren't eaten by the snakes that like i would try feeding and then i would go back a couple hours later which they're not right. going to eat it. You can scoop all that up and then drop it into another cage and have them kind of all eat that stuff and then not have to worry about it. Like, I always felt really crappy just throwing away, like, 20 yeah. hoppers or something like that. So Yeah, yeah. I just had the other day um, – it's funny, right? You know, mm. we all – we've everybody listening has probably had this situation, right? And I, I fed the snakes. We're back into, you know – we're back into the swing of things. It's it's springtime, heats up, you yep. know, everybody's eating, yep. you know, blah, blah, blah. Well, because it's like this is like the first major time that I've fed, I thought for sure that nobody would <laughs> refuse. Yeah. yeah. So you know where this is going. Yeah. <laughs> so, at the end of it, you have so many <laughs> So <laughs> So I go and I, I feed them all, right? And and there's these two IJs that are like probably, I'm going to say they're probably like seven, eight feet in the air, right? Mm-hmm. They're at the top of, the my top of your racks. You're okay. Yeah. Um, and I'm like, again, like never, never problem feeders, nothing, you know, just took it, ate it. That's it. End yep. of day. So, you know, that smell. I come home oh, from work oh, and I'm God. just like, oh, like God. Oh, yeah, something didn't eat. Yeah. So yeah. I, I go, I look, 
I'm looking all around at the typical, what the I one, would say the, would be the typical the ones, ones that you that know would, refuse. Would, would either you would know? either drop it or 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 right. would refuse on you. Yeah, okay. The, the, right. the usual suspects. Yeah. Correct. So none of that. All of them ate. Right. They're all eight. So I'm like, what? What could it be? And I'm like trying to smell. You did know, it, like did somebody die. What's happening? Okay. Like, I, you know, and, and it was at the point where like. I thought that something had died out. So, like, I thought that my cat had found a, a mouse or something and killed Dry the mouse that was running through yeah. the basement or yeah. something. And I'm looking all around and I can't smell. I can't find it. Whatever. So I go back in. I said, I said, I'm gonna have to go through every cage single yep. t- cage, you know, cage yeah. whatever. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm looking through everything. I'm looking. I'm looking. I'm looking. Finally. I get to the one and I was like, son of a bitch. It didn't eat. Okay. So I pull it out yep. and I'm like, I apologize to the wife. I'm like, yeah, I'm so sorry. You know, it's just but don't so worry. I smells. got it. I cleaned I it. I got it. Yeah, yeah, It's yeah. good. Spray the Lysol, open the windows, get the fans pushing out the, you know, the smell, mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. I go to bed that night and I'm sleeping. And the whole time I'm sleeping in the back of my head, I'm like, I can still smell this. Yeah. Right. So my bedroom is right above my snake. Yeah. Yeah. And where my bed is and where I sleep on the side of the bed is literally (laughs) where that snake is at. The second snake that refused. And I'm like, God damn, what is that smell? Like what? And now I'm thinking a snake died. Right. Right. So now I'm like. I'm freaking out like what snake died? Oh my God. Yeah. You know, and, yeah. like, and I'm looking and I'm looking and I'm looking and sure enough, I, I, I came home from work later that day and it seemed like, I guess because maybe, uh, Dory left the, the back door oh, open okay. and the windows were open. So right. I didn't really smell it as strong. It was like, it sort of lingered in the air or whatever, oh, but it was, it was like leftover right. or yeah, I got you. So I'm like, all right, maybe I, I have to like really scrub down that, that, that whole oh, yeah. cage tub, yeah. whatever, blah, blah, blah. You know? Um, and, I, I go back down and I, I, I'm like, I scrub it out. I clean it. I put it back, you know, whatever. Everything is good. And I still freaking smell this thing. And I'm like, oh my God, this, what? <laughs> Something's dead in my walls. Yep, like something yep. is not right. Yeah. Sure enough. Like now, now we're on day three. Oh God. <laughs> of day three after feeding. Oh God. Yeah, so it's basically four days now. Oh God! And you know, my wife is very, very patient with me. <laughs> but as you can imagine, the patience is wearing thin. It's but getting, I, it's wearing it's thin faster. for me too. It's getting faster. Yeah, so the she's like thinner. <laughs> yeah, so she's like, "What is that smell? You have to get it out of my house." And I'm like, "I know it smells so bad." I said, "I swear, something is dead in the wall or something." And sure enough. That was the other seven oh, foot above right me thing. And I yep. said, so I ran right out to Lowe's and I got myself a step stool. So <laughs> I'll be able to <laughs> look inside <Whoa. laughs> high up in the air. So that never happens again. Oh. And I promised Dory that I was like, you know, I will promise that it will never happen again. <laughs> You're, dude, you, you, this has not been a good. It was bad. This has not been a good couple of months for you. You left the pack of rats in the downstairs Oh yeah, I can't. Yeah, man, I'm I'm like screwing it up, you know. I it's like I forgot how to You're feed like snakes I, or something. Like I swear, I've done this for years. <laughs> yeah, because it was locked in the fridge. It didn't smell, but it smelled up the whole the goddamn fridge. fridge. <laughs> like I open up the fridge and it's like I get hit with this wall of dead mouse hair. Well, you know, that's, like that's uh. what I found out is the way you end up having to go. Like when you're looking for food that maybe wasn't eaten, 
just start opening drawers because the second yeah or cages the second it gets worse there it's in there whatever it yeah. is it's there um yeah. but it's like i had one of my Kribo um drag a chicken because i i try to got i kind of got them um there's there's chicks but i've gotten them like bigger ones like uh a couple older so they're a little bit bigger right uh, she dragged it underneath one of her cork bark tubes. So, <laughs> so there's the bowl. It's empty. I'm like, okay, cool. You ate. And then the next day, I'm like, something smells dead down here. And I went through everybody's cages. I'm like, I can't find it. And this is like, it's maybe somebody like had like a really gnarly like shit. I'm like, no, that's a different smell. Yes, like, it's definitely a different smell. No, something is dead. So then I kept <clears> going, and then. I literally open the Kribo cage and I'm like, it's in here. And then like, I'm going through their mulch and, you know, found it. And I'm like, uh, I have some woods near me. So I just chucked it out. <laughs> <laughs> like here's something like this. Like it's, uh, it's yeah. but that's, that's the unfortunate part of this kind of stuff. Here's so. another unrelated story. Mm. Um, but I, I don't know if I told this on the air. I might've, I might've, I might, no, I don't, I don't think I did, but Anyway, one of the other podcasts. So, we have so many now. We don't know, yeah, I don't, know what we say. I, I don't know what I say. I probably repeat myself. Who knows? But anyway, you're going to listen to it. To this story. Anyway. I have the microphone, so you're going to listen to every goddamn word I have <laughs> yeah. to say. Yeah. <laughs> so it's my day off. I wake up. Uh, you know, my normal routine is I come down and I give the, um, um, I give them the uh, what do you call it. Uh, I take the dogs out. I have my mm. cup of coffee. I'm sitting there. They go out, right? So mm. I open the door and I notice that there is a huge bird, <laughs> like a hawk, eagle. I, I don't know what. A not, vulture? Not, not like a bald eagle. Like I, like this big okay. predatory bird, bird. <laughs> right? Got it. Is on the, like, you know where the pool is and then it kind of slopes down? Yeah. So I see just the bird's head. It's on the ground over the over the thing, so it's uh-huh. on the ground. So I'm like, "What the hell would that bird be doing on the ground?" And I'm like looking, and I'm looking, and I'm like, "I'm like," but now I'm so now it sees me and it flies up into a tree, right? That's like right up there, right? So there's not a lot of like the the leaves are just coming in or whatever, so right. we can I can see it clearly in the tree. <clears throat> so my initial thought is like. Well, this bird can definitely take down Roxy. No problem. And I'm like, so now I'm trying to grab them real quick because now I'm focused on like that. That's the last thing I need at the week I'm having with the dead snit, the dead rat, the the rat, the stinky fridge. So Roxy was carried away by a bird. God damn, what would I do, man? I'm like, what am I going to do if all of a sudden some hawk comes down and just like takes Roxy off into the. Bush. Oh, I mean, she, it ain't going to take Dexter. It couldn't get him off the ground. No, no, no. I'm only worried about Roxy, you know. I'm worried about her, you know. So I, real quick, I, I grab her and I, I go and I kind of I kind of bring her in and whatever. And like I said, we're going to wait till that thing goes away, <laughs> that hawk goes away. And um, <clears throat> it turns out there was like this dead rabbit mm. okay. on my lawn. But okay. like it was... I don't know if the hawk killed the rabbit. I don't know if something else killed the rabbit and the hawk was just feeding on the, you know, the, the, uh, the remains or whatever. I couldn't get close enough. So I, I didn't notice it, but Dory did because she usually smokes off the back deck. Right? Okay. So she could see it higher. Yeah. So she has a high advantage, right, you know, right, high right. advantage point. So she looks down and she's like, Oh my God, 
She's like, there's something dead in our yard. And I'm thinking, oh, my God, did she let Roxy out? And oh, no. oh, they're like, what the hell? <laughs> so <laughs> she's like, no, you know, I, I see Roxy. I'm like, oh, thank God. Okay, uh, so I was like, funny thing. I was like, funny thing, honey. Um, yeah. Well, he was eyeing up uh, Roxy earlier. This hawk was down there kind of like eating that, I guess, is what it was doing. Yeah, and probably. I'm looking. And she's like, well, are you going to go get it? And I was like, well. Where am I going to put I it? said, let's do this. <laughs> I'm going to leave it there overnight because yeah. I don't want it to go to waste. Yeah. I said, if something comes and gets it, good. If something Time. doesn't come and get it, then I'll go and I'll throw it out. Get rid yeah. of it. Right? Yeah. So sure enough, I come back the next morning and it's gone. I was of course. Like, thank God. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Either oh, a fox got it or something the hawk came, came in maybe it. an owl. I don't it, know. Yeah. No, ain't, nobody's going to let that go to waste. So, no. yeah. No. But – Man, that was crazy. Nature. <laughs> it's, it's crazy, man. It's yeah. brutal. But, yeah. So yeah, that's been uh, my couple of days. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a weird couple of days. Yeah. So uh, I guess now's a good time. We'll make a stunning announcement. Okay, here we are. It's a safe place, so I feel safe to make these announcements like this. So um, okay, my tiger carpet now has. Uh, she still has her eggs, and it's been several days. Oh. <laughs> so. What is the world coming it's to? Been, it's been, uh, she laid the eggs on the 13th. And okay. she's have, she still has them. I have okay. not taken them from her. Okay. It hurts. This is excellent. <laughs> excellent. Yeah. So she's doing a very good job. She wrapped them all up. Um, I did panic because she left them and i'm like she, what how long do i wait till she goes back she's like is, you're like is she basking yes then let she's gonna go back to them I'm like shut right. up it'll be fine and yeah. she did sure enough so okay uh good yep and then today she was basking again and i fed her and she ate a small rat and then she went back to the eggs after she warmed up for a little bit and drank some water got a feed and i'm like okay all right, we can do this. Like this is this isn't that See, bad. You got it. This is yeah. simple. This is okay. You know. And then she's either tightly around them, or the one time I checked on her after she was basking, she kind of had like a loose coil, and I could see the eggs. So yeah, it's cool, man. It it is cool. cool. I do enjoy it, and also I'm like sweet. So I mean, like, what's for guy have? Because <laughs> like, yes. I'm like, who uh, needs an incubator? To be honest, I got to the point where I'm like, I have to set up an egg box. And then I have the, the olive python and the woma and uh, two more carpet pythons that are coming up to due dates. And I'm like, God damn it, I'm going to run out of like egg space. Because then I also have the potential of like question marks are the other other olive and the Timor python. So okay. it's like if I if I do well, I'm fucked. <laughs> I have no space. So what animals would I rather have do maternal incubation? The carpet python or a T-more? So it's like, you know what? Yeah, carpet's going to do this. Carpet can do carpet it. Carpet can do yeah. it. <laughs> like, it is. So, oh, that's awesome. Oh, yeah. She, she's so, doing good. So. so how do you, what do you have it set up like? Is it just the nest box? Is it no nest box? Normal shit. Paper? It's normal yeah. shit. She laid, mulch, what? she laid them in the nest box, which has um, uh, pine bark mulch or okay. uh, the pine bark nuggets and stuff like that. Sure. Um, so she laid them in there and, uh, the rest of their cage is not at all changed. Um, 
she has the nest box and if she's not in it, it's actually pretty light and she can move it around. So she moved the nest box where she wanted it to and that's where it is. So when she leaves the egg, she goes on top of the box in between the lid and the heat panel. Right. Because I still have it that they have the, <clears throat> the night drop and then the peak. So okay. I've noticed that she'll be out off of the eggs in the morning time when everything's kind of warming up. Uh-huh. And she'll return to them when she's warm, and then she might come back out around uh, noon to really kind of get the peak hours or the peak time of the heat. And then she's sure. with them from probably about one o'clock till the next day, next morning. That's awesome. So now it's it's fascinating to me that in in I wonder right mm-hmm. in the wild, yeah, if they would leave the eggs. Get a drink. Yep. Go for a feed, and then come back. I think they have to, right? I mean, I, I don't know. I, 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 I was always under the assumption that they stay with the eggs the whole time, and I think I, everybody was. Let's but, put it this way: I don't think they would go far. So if they yeah. lay the eggs in a tree hollow, like uh, I'm just using the Darwins that we saw in the botanical gardens. Sure. They lay it in the tree hollow. So mm-hmm. sun rises. They've been on the eggs all night. They've been twitching. They've been keeping them warm. They check it with their heat sensors, and the eggs are good. Then they go out, and they just soak up as much sunlight as possible till they hit their peak warmth, and then they go back. So if they're sitting on the eggs after they've hit their peak warmth, it might be a very loose coil. And then you know what? They might lose some body heat. The eggs might start getting a little – like, they might be still good. So they'll go back out and warm up again after, like, everything's up at noon, like really high sun in the sky kind of shit. So let's say that as they're coming back from the tree branch, a stupid freaking possum or a bird crosses the path. They're not going to let it go. They're going to kill it and eat it. But then they're going to get back to the eggs. So, yeah, I wonder if they're programmed. So, yeah, I would think like what you're saying would make sense. Why would you waste an opportunity, right? If you're an an opportunistic predator. But like I also think like is are they so programmed that they if they leave the eggs they're afraid that something like a monitor might come along and eat the eggs or whatever or again like I, I don't think they go far and I don't think it's for that long. Yeah. I mean they, they, they have to go get like and here's the thing, our snakes have a ready readily available water source. Sure. We already know that carpet pythons dwell near fresh water anyway. Right. With the exception of very few. But maybe they don't go get a drink until it rains. I mean, depending on when the eggs are being laid, it might be raining every other day down there. Yeah. So, yeah, well, I don't know. But it might, yeah. If they I stick guess. their head out and drink water coming off of a leaf or a petal, they might not even have to leave the eggs. So, yeah. You know. Huh. That sounds like a Scott Hyper question. He might know that. I, mean, I, don't think there's know any, that. I don't think there's been any studies done on them. To be honest with you, oh, except for like, like I think maybe, there's been, uh, I think diamond pythons stay with the eggs the whole time, which would make sense, right? They're which cool, is, it's exactly a a harsher, harsher environment. They you know have I mean? to, but coastals. I, I would be, I would not even be surprised if Darwin's were like if we had to gauge like helicopter parents of pythons. Um, diamonds would be they they never leave their babies; they're always on right. them. I would not right. be surprised that if a Darwin lays close to like the like the warmest part of the year, if that thing's like, eh, they'll be fine. Like you know, it's one of those things. 
Yeah, there have been studies about water pythons, and the water pythons will actually leave the eggs before they hatch. Right. Because the thinking is is that the temperature is right where it needs to be, mm-hmm. that there's no need for her to stay with the eggs. Right. So if mom, if eggs. mom keeps fucking with it, it's going to keep getting worse. But, you know, and then there's there's a bunch of other stuff like that. I, I, I would say just by looking at what I've seen so far, which is nowhere near the amount of, like, stuff that other people have seen or even in the wild, I, she leaves them, but she goes right back. So right. I already know that from years ago, I, I took eggs from my one carpet python and put them in the incubator. And when they hatched, I put the eggshells and the uh, egg bin on top of her cage. Right. And she actually coiled up all the paper and started trying to incubate it up and coil it up. So they know the scent and smell of their own eggs. So sure. I, I, have a feeling that they'd be able to kind of go a little bit far away. And then if something happens or, I mean, they'll go far away to get what they need, water, food, heat, and then come back with no right. problem being able to find their way. But yeah, there's always that danger of come back and a goanas running away with the eggs. I mean, then what's the snake going to do? Well, well, they're not here anymore. Right. Keep going. Next so, year. <laughs> yeah. Ah, damn it. Like, yeah, it's, but well, that's cool. Yeah. So when are they supposed to hatch? June thirteenth. June, okay, all right. Yeah, June. June. So we got a got a couple months, but. Yep, yep. That's the weird part is that it's probably going to be sometime in May, and be like these things are still in here. Like it's like. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. and she's definitely more defensive than because um, I didn't realize she was on top of her bin. The one time I just opened the cage, and I'm thinking, gosh, she's on her eggs. So I went to go grab the bin, and she bluff strike me she like smacked me with her head i'm like oh okay <laughs> like yeah so yeah i remember her being a very very um aggressive mom she she's on the food so um yeah like i was i was worried she wasn't gonna eat because i was worried she was just gonna be, again i'm worried that her focus is gonna be 100 percent the eggs and right. nothing else that's always been my fear throughout all of this stuff that i'll never right. be able to get my girls to do what they got to do because they're going to be focused on the eggs when she was off them, I offered the food. She nailed it, ate it, like, just like normal. Like, they weren't even there. So Wow. Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. Interesting. These are, these are, uh, these are questions that, uh, you know, I need <laughs> answers to, but we won't know. Maybe, uh, I don't know. We'll have to talk to, I'll have to talk to some uh, people. people <laughs> see what they have to say. Well, it's, that. I, I, I I mean, if we think about it as far as like other reptiles, you know, mother crocodile makes the nest. Mother crocodile puts the eggs in the nest. Mother crocodile will adjust the nest as she feels she needs to. Then she's going to go back in the water. She's not right. laying across that mound until the eggs hatch. She's going to keep going because she's going to get some food. She's going to get some light. She's going to do what she's got to do. But she's always nearby. Right. So... Yeah, I guess, I guess. I guess the problem is we're so geared towards snakes in where we're at, right? Well, oh, here, yeah, yeah, in the U.S. in the in the yeah. U.S. If you find snake eggs, mom ain't anywhere near them unless she's laying them. Like if I'm going through my garden, I find like black rat snake eggs. Like there's no mother to be found. They she dropped them <laughs> eggs and left. So, 
So school me when it comes to like rat snake eggs in the wild, right? Do they, are they like leaving them in a clump? Yep. Are oh. they going and finding like a nest sort of thing? Or are they just like randomly like, oh, just, laying the eggs? Just, as she's crawling, they're just leaving a trail. No. Oh, <laughs> yeah, it's, like a trail they of all eggs. stick together like, like python eggs. Like that's why I think Kribo eggs are so cool because it's a colibrid egg that doesn't stick together. Right. So they're the ones with the bumpy, right, right, yeah, like the little, ones that Riley little, just, yeah, made. exactly. So shark um, teeth eggs, <laughs> exactly. So like corn snake, king snake, rat snake, those eggs will all stick together. So mom will find a place that she deems appropriate for them, and she'll lay them, and they'll all stick together, and then she'll maybe hang out for a little bit. But uh-huh. like to recoup her strength and stuff like that. But then she's out. She leaves. Like she's okay. not adjusting and she's not finding a new spot for him. That's it. So like a lot of times when you see things like where people are gardening in the springtime and they find eggs, it's a colibri. It's it's that or a turtle. Like that's what it is. Um, and, and that's what they'll end up doing. So the concept for a python, like we hear pythons will stick with the eggs. So we just assume that's what they'll do. They're almost like we, we, we almost plug them into like a bird. Like they yeah. will be on the nest. Even then, a bird yeah. is not always on the eggs either. Um, some birds, like one will stay on the eggs and the other will go and then they'll like sw- swap out like the parents will switch. Sure. But then other birds, like they'll they'll leave the egg just sitting there because it's good temp, it's a good spot. That everything's good. They'll go out hunting and they'll come back. So right. Yeah, yeah. I, I would have met. Maybe it's species specific. Maybe it's you know uh, geography and species that that play a part in that. You yeah. know, uh, I, I would say that it has to be almost be species and environment. You know, right? Would a diamond python that we know for a fact that we know would more than likely stay on the nest the entire time, given the environment that where they're from? Would a diamond python in captivity doing maternal incubation wander around like coastal because the temps are good? I don't need to be here. I don't know. I don't know. Hmm. Do, you, do we need to do more research? More research we must do. be done. Yes, yes. Yeah. <laughs> I must go back to Australia. Let's go back to Australia. Damn. <laughs> more, more questions. If you twist my arm, I guess I will. <laughs> I guess I'll go. Yeah. Speaking of Australia, so I wanted to announce that uh, we have a new podcast that's joining the NPR network, which I'm pretty excited about. Um, 12 of them now. (laughs) Yeah. So, um, yeah, it is the uh, Australian. Oh, man. Now I'm going to get this name wrong. I already forgot it. Yep. No. Um, I'm going to have to edit this part. Yeah, change this part. Yeah. (laughs) We'll cut this part. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, hold on. I just want to make sure I got it got right. Got it right. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I got to record with Riley because I haven't done shit. We'll probably add a fucking Hollywood Corner episodes, but. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I'll get All there. Right, here we go. Okay. All right, so we're happy to announce that the Australian Herp the Culture podcast is going to be joining the NPR network which is awesome because it is an actual Australian-related-based podcast. Reptile My podcast. God. It's an Australian reptile podcast based in Australia. <laughs> yes. Yes. I mean, I guess NPR is an Australian-based podcast, but we're Americans talking about Australian stuff, whereas this would be the equivalent of us talking about American stuff, North American stuff. So 
Um, it is uh, Luke from Beach of Scaly Beast. We had Luke on the show before, yeah. and uh, he has a great YouTube channel, and um, he's a really good guy, and um, he's joining forces with uh, uh, Jason Rogers. Now, Jason, is he runs the, the Gecko Effect, right? And you know, like... I kind of have a little bit of a gecko bug at the moment. Yeah. Things with legs. Yeah. Um, <laughs> There's the plug. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I went to his page, the gecko effect, and I started looking at stuff. And obviously both Luke and Jason are, are sort of, um, their approach is more of a naturalistic type of, uh, setup and right. they keep a variety of species, not necessarily locked into any specific, uh, you know, species or type of, uh, of reptile. They have everything from snakes to, to uh, monitors, to geckos, to frogs, all this kind of stuff, right? Mm-hmm. Fish, um, turtles. Anyway, Jason though has like these dude, these leaf tail geckos. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Holy shit. Yeah. I do love leaf tail geckos. Holy shit. Are they cool, man? Are they the mossies or. So. I'm like sort of like not really sure. sure. Okay. Uh, I, I know it's, I, I'm going to butcher this. It's uh salt, uh, salt uh, is like the genus. Um, S A L T A R I U S. I'm totally butchering that. Sure. <laughs> and he also, and then he also does my favorite, the one we saw. Yes. Um, yeah. The Strafuris. Um, holy shit, man. Just like he has so many different species of these. It's just nuts, you know. Um, oh man, it's just so cool. It's just such cool species. I, I, I do love leaf tails. I, I, any kind of gecko or lizard that can literally like stand still and become invisible yeah, is just badass. It's and you wild. Know what, you know what? That like, can you imagine setting up an enclosure for them and purposely making like a tree or something in the middle that match? Like you paint it to match them. So yes. like they'll just disappear, like almost like make it so that they can hide. I'm like, oh, that'd be cool. It's yeah. it's you know like if you go, I promise you, the listeners, go to his page on Facebook. Um, it's called uh, the Gecko Effect, and you will see some of like the most amazing geckos that you've ever seen. So like I know like when it comes to Australian geckos, I think that like the knobtails get a lot of love, you know, mm-hmm. because they're so different than like you know your typical um uh you know like geckos uh, yeah, what you see you know it, it, uh, it doesn't have a tail it, it right. barks at you it's yeah. different you know? yes and when you look at man when you look at these leaf tail geckos man it's just it's crazy dude, so, that is cool oh uh, yeah. you found it yeah oh, yeah like i dude that looks like a piece of cork bark in his hand that came to life like yes oh my god yeah man it's this is going to be bad for me. It is very bad for you. <laughs> you know. Hopefully, we so, can't get any of these in the states. Otherwise, you're doomed. So they're gonna, yeah. They're, I well, there's well, actually, once you start to go down the rabbit hole, what's the oh, next no. question? What's available in the U.S.? Yeah, well, always, that's then always you're the like, oh, so yeah. these are here. These are here. These are here. These are here. Oh my god, it's Fuck. so expensive. <laughs> <laughs> Well, well, I mean, that, again, like he's got the leaf tails. He's got a leaf tail sitting on a piece of cork park, and it does virtually disappear. Yeah, that's just unfair. God, that's oh, cool. Yeah, it's yeah. badass. 
So, uh, so they're going to be focusing. They're going to have a strong focus on like natural methods of keeping and things that they do. That sort of, uh, you know, uh, you know, if you if you look at Luke's uh, YouTube channel, you'll see, you know, he gives a lot of tips and tricks and stuff of of stuff of how he sets it up and stuff. Mm-hmm. But they're going to cover all, uh, you know, so many different aspects of Australia reptile keeping, and uh, I think it's going to be really cool. I think uh, well, those guys are going to be do a great job. So. Yeah, and that and that's good to have some people who are plugged in because I mean, just from what we talked about with Scott and Gavin and Darren sure. and some of that, where it's like the the, the 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 rules vary for each individual state in Australia, and then there are different rules about how, which animals can go from which state to the other, and a bunch of other stuff. I mean, Gavin yeah. was trying to explain to us how he would have to do like a shipment to an Owen, of an Owen Pelly from like one place to another, and it's ridiculous. So, yeah. So they're going to be, uh, uh, I guess, as uh, by the time you guys hear this, maybe they would have recorded their first episode. Um, and then uh, as soon as they get it going, uh, it's going to get up. You know, everything is pretty much in line. Nice. Um, I'm not sure if they're doing it weekly or biweekly or uh, but uh, yeah, either way, I think it's it's going to be uh, it's going to be a nice addition. Um, nice. No, so there's cool. that. And by the time uh, you hear this, the Field Herping podcast will be up. And uh, yeah, I'm pretty excited about that. I have to do little minor tweaks, but um, it really turned out really good. That's I, good. I'm, I'm really happy with how it is. It took me, I think there was a total of like, I, I want to say there was probably close to 15 to 18 different tracks. Jesus. Yeah. yeah. Jesus. Yeah, it was uh, it was quite intense mixing and editing and sound effects. But like every time, everyone that I gave, I'll have to, I'll have to send you the uh, yeah the sort of prequel to it. And it's sort of there's there's parts in there that need to be fixed or whatever. But I'll, I'll send you the link so you can check it out and you can see what's going on. Our Owen Pelly stories in there and like, nice, yeah, okay. yeah it's, just, <laughs> it's, it's cool, man. It's really cool. I, I was. I was uh, indulging in um, uh, indulging, and uh, I was listening. And I was yeah. back there in Australia, and I was right there at that rocky outcrop as we were all jumping around. Like you know, I know the story uh, is so old, and we've said it so many times. But like, I don't care. I don't care. Yeah. I'll be I'll be telling the nurses in the nursing home how this went down. Okay, <laughs> shut the fuck up. <laughs> uh, yes. So there's a, there's a lot of stories like that. There's um, but but basically the first episode, which I guess I don't know me Nipper is is a dark 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 soul man, you know. <laughs> but I don't know. It, it was focused on um, what goes wrong when field herping, right? What yeah. can go wrong? Well, what are some of the problems you can run into? And 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 you make a you make a debut in there, Owen, right? So oh shit, oh me dying of flu or something no, no, no. or no? No, oh. no, 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 no. You actually you your voice, oh. right? So I needed a. I, we wanted to do Ari's uh, when he got sick, right? He was right, in Papua right. New Guinea, right? So that's in there, and um, I needed to get the episode done, and Ari was going to redo the vocals or whatever. But I was like, ah, you know, I we have it on NPR. Let me see if I can tweak it and fix it and whatnot. So, mm-hmm. so that little chunk of our interview with Ari is in there, um, Good. which is pretty cool. So Good. I was glad that I could pepper in a little Owen just, into just, that. Just make you sure know? you put like, at the end credits. Just put like a special thanks to, or you know, yeah, it's fine. I got yeah. it. Yeah. yeah. 
So, uh, so, but yeah, I mean, I think, I think this is going to be a podcast that people that don't necessarily, I think this is, so this is my idea of trying to bridge the gap between people that are not into reptiles to mm. listen to something like this <laughs> and then have an appreciation for them. Um, and it's sort of like telling a story. It's almost like a documentary, but audio version. It, I yeah. think you'll appreciate it because it's kind of like, you know, how serial is. And like right. It's, yeah. Okay. It's in that lines. So, but here's the thing I enjoy the fact that, you know, we, everybody who is a serious herper has herping stories where they went out and they found this. Even if they're just some, even if they're a person that doesn't necessarily go out looking for snakes, they still always have yeah. one where one turned up in the backyard or this and the other thing. So, you know, and to be honest, and this is where everything started, is people yeah. went out and saw these things, thought they were really cool, and decided to establish them in captivity. And that's where we have the disconnect now, where it's like, you don't really appreciate it, because you're not out there in the bush looking for it or finding stuff. I mean, dude, you and I were out there flipping logs, and we found a freaking, like, salamander. I'm like, look at him! <laughs> like, look at yeah. it! Like, look at it! And <laughs> yeah. Rob is... Rob's over the way over there because he could give two shits. But it's right. just like I don't care. I found an animal like that's yes. But it, it's just one of those kind of things where it's it's good to get back in there and it's good to enjoy the stories because you're right. They most of them are freaking hilarious. I mean, you can get into stuff where things have gone absolutely totally awry. And, and if you come back from a herping trip without at least one good story, you did it wrong. Like forever now, I'm bound to Justin because I let that one snake on the road get away, and he was like, "That would have been my first. <laughs> well, shit! Like there's that. <laughs> like, so there's that, and I and I think that's a hilarious story. Justin may think otherwise, but you know. And then there's the, all the other stuff that we've had in Australia and all those other things. So it, it's yeah, it's always good to have that kind of stuff. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, hundred percent. So I I you know us doing this herp history i think um i think that that was probably the best thing that we we could have ever done as far yeah. as like uh trying to get that going because not only not only are we getting to talk to like you know our heroes for lack of a better word right yeah dude but, talking to rick ross like uh, uh, i mean so i have a new theory for white lips based off of my inklings and the discussion we had with him part right. on air, part off air. And now I'm going to set up my blackface white lips a way I've never done it before. Interesting. So it's yeah. funny you say that because Keith messaged us, right? And he said, yeah, I listened to the Dick Ross and he's and like, I have a different some, idea yep. for Bolins that Ooh. triggered from that episode. And I'm like, wait, what? How, how did that happen? Oh, first off, Keith is always, I mean, Ever oh, since his, we were, I mean, he, he never stops. Like we were, yeah. dude, we were in Australia, and he goes, "They're there." I'm like what, Keith? And he's like, "They're yeah. there across that ocean." <laughs> like what? Yes. What, what do you he's, think they're doing I can right feel now? Them. What it's doing? I what, can Keith? sense the force. Like, <laughs> I, I sense a movement I in the force. I can sense them. They're so close. What? What? Like it, it just yes. if he had a boat, he'd be gone. So it would just be. So there's just. But you kind of need to think that way when you have a difficult species or one that's not breeding or a project that's not working out for you. So yeah. it's always good to find new things to kind of plug in there. But just talking with him and he's like, ah, I find wood crates 
thrown out by the different things and I'd bring them home and I'd throw some glass in it and put a lamp in there and my white lips spread and my max spread. I'm like, you had nothing. You had nothing. And you got them to breed. I have yes. computer systems that are worth hundreds of dollars. I have a cage that was like designed to retain heat. I've got heat panels. I've got all this shit. I got all the knowledge that can be known the about the species the at my fingertips. And the, this and the that. And I can't get shit to happen. Right. So clearly I'm doing something wrong. So, yeah. Sometimes we get in our own way, you know? Oh, yeah. Sometimes, oh, hell yeah. 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 But, um, yeah, it's 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 just wild to, uh, you know, I, I, I was talking to Nipper about it, and I was like, it amazes me that, how they figured out to breed Maclots pythons was by accident. Right. Because the, the heater went out and it got cold. And, and then like, all of a sudden they're oh, breeding like crazy. Yeah. They're breeding. <laughs> it's like, oh, okay. Wow. Uh, so, so if you haven't listened to that episode, you need to go listen to it because um, so far we've done three episodes in the Herp History uh, series and it's uh, they've all been really top notch. You know, we need like, to do some more. Yeah, we got some some people on the works in the works, and uh, you know, uh, I think we need to also like. There's certain people that I think should have a herp history episode, but we've already talked to them. Like you know, like just grab Ron Saint Pierre. <laughs> oh, he's on the list. Thank Absolutely. you, hundred percent, hundred percent. Like there the are list. certain yeah. people where I'm like, we already spoke to them, but eh, let's just have them back. <laughs> yeah, no, so. yeah, because well, I think when we had like when we well, actually, I wasn't there when you had Ron right, Saint Pierre. Right, on. Right. It was that you was and Rob. Rob. Yeah, so I didn't get to talk to him. Right, but um, you know, just talking to him, um, uh. To being able to like, I think when we talked to when you guys talked to him before, it was more based off of, you know, I think he told the the you know his when he was working with boas and he mm -hmm. he, he discovered the leopard boa right. The, uh, the I think so. I think so. Uh, yeah. I'm sorry if I screwed that up. Uh, I'm, I'm pretty we're, sure it was we're very boa. sorry, Warren. Please stop yeah. yelling at us. <laughs> yes. Um, if only there was a boa podcast. If only uh, you anyway. would just do boas and boas and boas or boas and boas boas boas. Yeah. yeah. The door's open, um, Warren. Just call us. <laughs> yeah, so I, I think like um, it was kind of focused on that, but I'm telling you that that guy and and also the uh, the anoles that he does, the, yeah, yeah, the, yeah, the, the you know the Cuban night anoles yep, and yep. stuff. Yeah, all the morphs and stuff that he's breeding with that. And um, but like even with that episode, the uh, the idea of like the whole drinking the dew in the morning. Oh yeah, I love the, that. I love that. That was just genius. Yeah. So like all these little tidbits of nuggets of awesome information that sort of steer people in a different direction, I think come from telling stories like that. So they, they do because it's, and that's the thing where it's like, I, I, my, my idea that if it's a dark, dark snake, it's from a harsh environment that it can barely survive in because it needs to get absorb as much heat as fast as humanly possible. So right. keeping a snake like that at a moderate temperature in your heated snake room, is just going to burn them out. So diamonds, White lips, bull and eye, things like that. They're designed to take a horrible temp in te drop in temperature. You can even go as far as that when it comes to North American species. The biggest yeah. snake in the East Coast is the indigo. Gee, like, you know, it's going to need to survive a harsh winter. The right. biggest snake, that, the longest snake that we have in Pennsylvania uh, is going to be a black rat snake. And then you have dark colored 
um, sure. you know, uh, timbers and things like that. So the bigger right. you are, the darker you are, the more heat you've got to generate. I mean, the timbers do it by living on cliff faces and they get direct sunlight on the rocks. Black rat snakes get it just because they're dark as hell. So, yeah, yeah, when you look at it's pretty interesting when you look at like, you know, if you go in Australia, it yep. gets colder the farther south oh, you go, oh, right? Yep. So for here in North America, the further south you go, the warmer it gets. So yeah. the, the the further north you go, the colder it gets. And when you look at how the species change from what a rat snake that you would find, say, in the Everglades, as opposed to a mm-hmm. uh, rat snake that you would find in the Pine Barrens, completely different look. Probably yeah, the same I mean, same species, right? Aren't right. They? I mean, when you get to certain, like yellow rat snakes are in both places and stuff like that. But it's like you do eventually get like the, they get darker animals get darker depending on the habitat and the climate that they live in just because they have to get as much heat as fast as humanly possible. And also right. they get thinner and easier to burrow in places where they can survive during winter, you yeah. know? So. Badass. It's cool I know. stuff. I guess. <clears throat> so, uh, so there's that. So hopefully not hopefully, I'm telling you, because we just re- I had to record a part with the only part I was waiting on was Phil. Right before we did this, we recorded Phil. So by the time you're listening to this, the uh, Field Herping Podcast episode one will be up. I yes. can't promise that it's going to be right on iTunes and Spotify. Spotify seems to be pretty quick with with put. It's like usually a day. Right. Sometimes iTunes takes a couple days to uh, to put it up, or Apple takes a couple days to put their podcast up, but. Um, I thought about releasing maybe a little trailer to get it going so that when I go, I can release that, pull whatever. But uh, Nice. So, but uh, yeah, I think it would be cool. I think people will like it. It's going to be very different than uh, than anything. And it sort of was the vibe I was going for with Student of the Serpent. But I think I sort of crafted my skills a little bit better with this one to be able to do it. But uh, That way, well... Well, it's a I labor mean, of love, man. It took hours, like hours, days, Jesus. months, <laughs> you know? Jesus, I should really learn how to edit some of these things so I can do like yeah, the Calibre Corner. <laughs> God forbid something happens to me, man. Oh, no. The Podfather. It'll be just like that whole point in Godfather when he's been shot. I'll just be there <laughs> crying yeah. at your corpse. So, Papa. so, so I'm gonna, I'm gonna, you're going to explain. I'm going to step away for one second, but you're going to explain, you know, where you fit into the Podfather thing, all right? It seems like every time somebody calls you the Podfather, all I consider myself is Luca Brazzi sitting in the corner of, like, just kind of, uh, uh, thank you for inviting me, God Podfather. Um, I hope your first, I hope your daughter's first child is a masculine one. And, you know, so basically you're the guy sitting in the chair doing the scheming and and I'm the dude in the corner with with Tommy gun. So it just kind of just seems to be that's the way everything kind of plugs into it. So you were doing the uh, Herp to the Culture podcast. And, and I swear to God, I could count how many times they kept calling uh, you Podfather. And it just kind of kept happening. So that's where I like to fit in. It's clearly I'm not the Podfather, but I'm the guy who can... Uh, who, who uh, kills the dude in the Pine Barrens and leave the body, take the cannoli. So uh, we can just kind of, I'll, I'll be happy with that whole part of it. So I'll just plug into that whole thing. So, yeah, you yeah. definitely uh, do the dirty work of uh, <laughs> NPR. <laughs> uh, I'll whack a guy. It's fine. <laughs> it's like, yeah. yeah. So, 
Uh, but dude, they like that's that's kind of what I'm getting in there. So. No, it's so funny, right? So mm-hmm. the other day, I um, I think I told you this story, sort of, but like, um, we had a crazy guy that came into the store and he was <laughs> wielding a knife, knife? Yeah. all around. Dude, like so I we, don't understand. Like it's just like <laughs> for future, any other time. I'm going to like throughout my life. Somebody's going to be like, Oh yeah. And that's when I worked in a grocery store, dude, that's dangerous fucking work. Okay. Yeah, man. It's crazy. <laughs> oh my gosh. So anyway, long story short, some guy, some guy came in and we, you know, he, he wanted a job very bad. And, um, I, I kind of said to him, like, I don't think you're going about it the right way, man. <laughs> <laughs> well, you come here with a knife and you don't, I would like a job. Jesus, you're hired. <laughs> that, that Owen sarcasm really didn't fly too well with the, uh, with the gentleman. And, um, let's just say that we had to escort him out of the building, um, very carefully. Um, it was very carefully. Um, and yeah, I would, it was the problem it's crazy. Is, I'd be worse. <laughs> I would like a job. I would need to see references. It's like, he's got, a knife. <laughs> yeah, Do you have a resume. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> no, I would no. <laughs> sit down. So tell me where yeah, do was... you see yourself in five years. Cause I'm thinking prison. <laughs> like, <it's... laughs> I was talking to Nipper, right? And he's like, I'm going to have to come over there and train you on how to, uh, you know, do all this stuff, you know? Well, and I, I, so I said to him, yeah, I said, I mean, yeah, I, I you know, what? what'd you say? Oh, I'm sorry. You were lagging yeah. out there. I just didn't know if you were talking. Oh. Yeah. I'm right here. Oh, go ahead. Yeah. Okay. It's just, um, with, with the way the Nipper talks, it's just like, I assume the only thing they ever trained him in was stingy leg slaps. Which, I mean, from everything I've seen of British comedy, that makes sense for their police forces. They just run around and give stingy leg slaps to everybody over there. I can say this because he's very far away. <laughs> like, <laughs> and there's a pandemic that's stopping him from coming here. So. I picture Nipper as the type of guy that um, would, uh, you know, like if he had to, uh, you know, dispatch you in a type of way, his blood pressure would not go above. <laughs> you know, like it, it would never raise at all. He would just stay calm. He's got, he's got, he's got a teacup and a saucer and he's breaking <laughs> my arm and he's slowly sipping. Yes. <laughs> just, yes. Like, ah, see, that's Owen is the proper cup of tea. Um, and, um, yeah. Yeah. That's terrible. And it's fun. It's fun. <laughs> Just on a side note, it's funny, right? We're doing the the uh, the, the when we're doing the field herping podcast and we're recording the parts, right? Nipper mm. recorded his parts before I did, and like I went back and and then I just added my parts in as, as later, and I sent him like a little version of it, a little clip of it, is a little that, right? And mm. he's just like, he's like, I don't know, man, you're. You, I have to redo my parts. They don't sound good. And I'm like, what are you talking about, man? Your your voice puts me to sleep like a, a nice like shot of melatonin. Like I mean, like I listen to your I, chapter of the complete carpet every night. Yeah, I mean, come on. Like my stupid voice from Philadelphia where I can't even say water, water? right. I mean, yeah. come on, man. It's just I, like dude. No. It, the fact that, you know, and I've never thought that I had a bad Philly accent and stuff like that. But like the one time we were, it was Texas. We were at the carpet fest. And you were like, I'll have a water. And I'm like, and she wouldn't fucking understand. It's yeah. just like, and I'm like, oh God, it's bad. <laughs> like, yeah. 
Yeah, especially when you're around people that like when you're in Philly, it just kind of all is the <laughs> same, okay, right? Yeah. You know, uh, yeah. Every uh, the, the waitress, the waitress, the waiter, the waitress, they're like, okay, yeah, I know I, you're talking about I, water. I tried to explain what a John was to Melissa the other day, and she's like, that is the stupidest thing I've ever heard. I'm like, I understand, but you didn't understand that John can mean anything. It could be anything. noun, verb, verb, adjective, whatever you want. Put the John on the other John and bring that John here. What? Yes. <laughs> like it's, it's, that's John. John. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, you need to stop. She's like, if you say that word one more time, I'm going to hit you. I'm like, okay. So, yeah. Um, uh, so, <laughs> yeah, I know, right? So, uh, anyway, I, I don't even remember what we were talking about. Uh, what the hell were we talking about before I got derailed with... Um, oh, we were talking about uh, almost getting stabbed. Oh, yeah. So... <laughs> <laughs> so the reptile podcast nowhere near reptiles yeah yeah, yeah. Like well, we'll get to reptiles. Reptiles. we're peppering in reptiles in this you know this is the the life and times of of owen and eric well this does tie into the podcast and i'll i'll show you how it, okay, it, circles right. it around. goes around okay <laughs> so when i'm sitting there and i'm thinking about it you know after the fact of something crazy that happens where you almost die or you, you know down. something you settle down. yeah hey, so when you're adrenaline getting back to normal yes yeah. so as i'm driving home from work that day i was like i said man i got a lot of shit i gotta share with owen because <laughs> if something happens to me the network is gonna shut down there's a lot of people that no, are because right are, now are, right now the only thing that's going on in my head is you're dead on the floor and i have to sit in a giant wig back chair as all the hosts of all the podcasts have to come and pledge me fealty <laughs> <laughs> welcome godfather yes yes <laughs> i knew oh, it would come eventually jesus <laughs> if i waited out that old hobbit eventually just, he would I, be taken out he just had to he just had to die <laughs> Uh, but yeah, I mean, I was thinking about, I was like, oh man, I got a lot of stuff I got to show Owen. I got to show him how to do all this stuff oh, yeah. because if something happens, you never know. Yep, it could yep. be the end of the whole thing. Well, it's just like, I've been sitting here and I've been like, well, I'll wait. Cause I want a new computer. I want a new computer. And I'm like, screw it. I'm just going to tax return season. Stop buying goddamn pythons and just buy a new goddamn computer. Yes. So yes. yeah, that's what we will do. And then I'll be able to, cause I got the, um, I have my work set up and my work rig with like multiple um, screens and stuff like that. And I'm going to get the same kind of computer that I have for work. So I can just use like unplug work computer, plug in, you know, personal computer. Yeah. And then I'll have the whole setup for that kind of stuff. So, right. Yes. Very and cool. then I was probably going to look at getting a new camera. And then uh, we were already talking about getting me a microphone set up. A new here, mic. So. Yep. Yep. Exactly. Yep. 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 I just haven't vet, I hadn't had the time to even go and look at like <laughs> how you take money stuff. out of Teespring, <laughs> how you take money out of it's there. Like, don't know how to get it, to yeah, it. Yeah, I don't know how to get it. But I never thought there would be money there, so I never <laughs> no, took the time to figure up. out how to get it. And the the we're doing uh, Patreon well. stuff. Yeah, so, we're doing yeah. very, very well. <laughs> Oh, well it just it keeps accumulating because you don't touch it you know what i mean it's just like oh wow okay we can buy owen a mic that's what we're gonna do that's what we should do it's yeah like, so we're gonna upgrade mike uh, so owen has the same mic as us as yep, me and yep. then uh you know eventually uh we'll upgrade and, Riley, that, and then uh, i can start doing the editing and other crap and we'll go from there yeah 
Oh. Yeah, I'll, have to, I'll have to give you a crash course in uh, yeah. what my crazy See, mind and, that, and how that, it works. <laughs> that's the other problem. It's like, come over and I'll give you a crash course. Okay. Well, we've been here for three hours and we've done nothing at the computer. We've just been talking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We're drinking We're beers and talking Drinking snakes. beers, talking snakes, and playing happen? with animals. Fuck. <laughs> Damn it. I knew we were next to do time. something. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, uh, so yeah, so there, there, there's that, and that sort of went through my head, and yeah, I uh, <laughs> hopefully uh, I nearly yeah, died. I it's like <laughs> you didn't flash for Dory or anything like that. There's so many things I have to tell. And, oh, <laughs> I'm thinking just like I'm thinking like passwords and yeah. stuff, and then I'm thinking like. Is Dory gonna feel funny if she has to like go open my phone and I'm dead and she's gotta like take my finger and put it on the phone or take my face? And, like you know what I mean? I'll do it. It'll be fine. I mean, you yeah. know, it's... sorry, Eric. Sorry, Eric. <laughs> sorry, buddy. Scan drop. It's like yeah. yeah. Oh uh, man, this went dark. But oh, anyway, yeah. <laughs> this is what happens when this you're is when, why we when you have uh, life threatening <laughs> incidents. That happened in your life, and you must share the stories. Uh, this this that, is why we need guests, because if you and I are left to our own devices, it yeah, goes dark bad. very quickly. Yes, so this many is bad true. things happen. Well, speaking of dark, <sighs> I have I I you know I look at I don't go to Facebook all that much, right? Except to post our stuff, and every you know I look at snakes or whatever, and you know I found the coolest uh, Facebook page, by the way, and it's called Australian Native Animals, right? Mm-hmm. And it just it's just people posting all like pictures and you know, you would love it. There's tons of kangaroos and nice. marsupials of all types and wallabies and uh echidnas and cassowaries and like all the cool I mean uh, it's just so the, many all, cool, all cool so many yeah. cool shit there. But anyway, it's it's really cool. Anyway, I'll look at stuff like that and um but uh, I stumbled upon um, this this thread of I don't remember who posted it. I believe it was in the Carpet Python discussion group, um, and they he said pros and cons of Jags, right? What? And I was like, <laughs> well, Oh god! Well, like, there are many. <laughs> I'm like, okay, here we go. go. Beat oh. this to death. But I have to, and I thought about it, and I was like, Okay, to me, it's beat to death. It but is. to new people coming in, it may not be. It yeah. may not be. So, as right. a, as somebody that's been doing this for a while, I have to be a little more patient let's, with this topic, right? Let's exhum, However, let's exhume this dead horse and beat on it some more. Yes, <laughs> like, but no, not even so much about the jag thing. But this right. plays to the this. You know, I'm always trying to like like analyze how people are thinking and where their mindset is. Like, figure out what is the issue with, you know. Older keepers mm. versus younger keepers, and I don't mean age wise. I'm talking about your your time keeping animals, right? Right. And it always nobody can ever give a clear example of where younger keepers don't necessarily appreciate the uh, work or the um, uh, yeah, basically the work that older yeah. keepers have put into, right? So somebody like you or me, we've produced hundreds of jags. Yes. And we are by no means a big time carpet python breed. No, no. Right. Yes. So then you take somebody like Nick and Paul who, who have produced, produced probably thousands, thousands of thousands jags. of jaguars. Yeah. Right. Yep. Okay. So the problem that I have is that when somebody like myself, you, Nick, 
Paul, Yasser. Put the put the put the carpet python person in it. Mike Curtin, yeah. you know, Jason Balin. Insert I can go on here. and on yeah, and on that, and on yeah. with all these different breeders that we've had on that have bred hundreds to thousands of these jags. Right? Yeah. yeah. And when somebody wants to say and argue back that the reason that it has the neurological problem is because oh. people bred jag to jag. I'm like, well, that's just wrong. You are that first off, <laughs> that's that's wrong. Off, that's wrong. That's just that's just wrong. Because we were told because there were only there are very few jag to jag breedings done by big breeders because they tried it to see if the superform was created. And it was, and they were like, well, that's fucking horrible. So then they tried it again to make sure it was not a one-off, and then it was it was the solid thing. Jack to Jack equals 25% of the clutch is white and dead. So right. from that point on, anybody who is seriously into it would avoid Jack to Jack as much as pos- possible because the babies you got out of it weren't worth 25% of the clutch being potentially dead in the egg. Right. So, which a lot of times you wouldn't even even get them to hatch. Right, you would just, they would the just eggs die. would just go bad. Right. So it would just be one of those things of why. And I never did jag the jag because why am I going to sacrifice? Why am well, I going to make my female produce twenty five like those eggs? Go through all that just to let them die in the egg when I can easily just breed her to this really good looking male that's not a jag and get really good looking babies. And if right. I want to reduce the pattern, you throw a tiger in there. Like right. it's. There are ways right. to do that shit. So, no, it wasn't because it was Jag to Jag. It's not because it's a special bloodline. It's not because my Jags came from Australia. It's not that horse shit. It's all fucking crap. It's attached yes. to the motherfucking gene. Yes. You cannot separate it. It's there. It's there. And, and this idea that some – like, I, I get people – I get I get the perspective that if somebody's new coming into the – to to the conversation, right? Mm-hmm. And I get why they would ask that question because let's face it, when we were years ago in the yeah. early 2000s, we were asking the same questions. Yeah, exactly. And the same debates ensued. You know, we're talking 2004, 2005, 2006, 2007, mm-hmm. all the way to current time. But like for a lot of us older school breeders of carpet pythons, this has been proven beyond a shadow of a doubt. You can't breed it away. Every no. single jag mm-hmm has neurological issues. Some there's no separating it. it. Mm-hmm. There's no outcrossing it. There's no breeding it. There's not another line of it. Mm-hmm. None of that. It's just simply what it is. Now, if you decide that that's something you want to work with, that's a different art that, you know what I mean? That's a that's different situation, yep. right? Yep. Nobody's judging. Nobody's nothing. And, you know, this is another frustration that sometimes I have when we have these conversations is that people will listen and they don't listen to what we're saying. Maybe I do a bad job of saying, I, I try to really think about like how I say it, what I'm saying and, mm-hmm. and try to come across. I am not bashing Jags. That is not my MO. That is not what I'm about. You know, I would yeah. be very hypocritical of me if I did so. Right. You, you produce several. You worked yes. like, and you, you, yes. think you produce them. You, you did all this stuff and you got tired of, like you said, there are pros and cons to Jag. And right. I think if, after a certain point, some people get tired of the cons that are Jaguars. Yeah. Pros. They're gorgeous animals. You can right. produce some, fucking stunning jaguars but you will have to deal with the potential of neurological disorder and there may be jags that never show any neuro throughout their entire lives congratulations Correct. that's a lucky one but i right. guarantee you you stress that animal out 100 100 it's going to do it 
Yes. There's there's no getting around it. No. It may not you may not see it like I I mean, I have I have had Jags that like they wouldn't show it until you bred them. Right. Exactly. My uh Talon never showed it. Uh first time I put him in with a female, he got wonky. Game up. Right. Yep. And I had And then they sort of stay wonky. It he, you know? he stayed wonky and if he gets excited when he's gonna eat, his head does a little bit of a wobble. And right. that's that's as far as he goes. But then right. I have another Jag, I have a Carmel Jag, who always is kind of a little cockeyed. Right. And that's it. And I've produced animals that they hatch out of the egg and they can't slither straight. They're doing a corkscrew the entire time. And right. you want to see you want to see baby, you want to see Jags narrow, hatch out a clutch of Jags and go to feed them for the first time. Every single <laughs> one of those babies. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And they, may, they and you know what? They may never do it again in front of yeah, them. Yeah, they may not. Right. But, but that's the thing. So any idiot that tells you that their Jags don't narrow or their Jags don't have narrow either isn't paying attention or is lying. Right. So either they've never seen it or they're just flat out lying because they know that that's what you want to hear to sell. Yes. So and but this to me highlights the problem in herpticulture more than any other thing. Right. You have one group that believes that they're right because they either. They want to be right or they're hoping that they're right because, I mean, let's be honest, Jags make beautiful animals. They do. They they, they add a pizzazz, a a, a color. They reduce patterns. Um, They they just make a carpet python look like a, uh, you know, different than a carpet python, which is, I think, sort of the appeal, right? Which is kind of crazy when you think about it that way. But it's like, oh, wow, this is still a carpet python, but it looks looks different than the normal one. The color's brighter, the the pattern's more reduced, or or the tipping, and, you know, it's just Mm -hmm. like, it Mm -hmm. it can be all these things, right? Um, But then there's the old older guys like us who've been doing this for a while and 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 we have to be a little bit more uh more patient with people that are coming in and asking these questions because probably they're coming from a mindset of that there's so much confusion because nobody can agree on anything anymore in the world but like it just highlights the fact that you know Nobody wants to listen, like nobody's listening to each other. They're just, this this is what I believe and I don't care what you say type of thing. And it's like, you have people that have bred these things in the thousands. Yeah. And they're telling you that what you're saying is not true. Whereas you're talking to somebody who has not bred anything. Yeah. And And they're they're telling the breeder who's produced thousands of these that they're wrong. Well, but you need to take a step back, show some respect to somebody mm-hmm. that's done this and is sharing this information with you. Because mm-hmm. if you keep acting like that, they're not going to share the information with you right. anymore. They're just going to let you. Just going to tell you idiot. to fuck off. Yeah. <laughs> and and to be honest, I would say the majority of jaguars in the United States are not from jag to jag breedings. I would say probably close to ninety percent are not. I would from say, I would say if you did a jag to jag breeding. You either are ignorant, which means you were just somebody who bought two Jags and decided to breed them together, or you were some person who decided that they were just that good of animals, or you were going for a morph and you didn't care if you got the lethal whites. Well, I, was, I think, you know, but it's rare. Point, yeah. I think Mike Curtin's an example of this, right? Yeah. He was doing the Ocelot Jag and he was trying to separate the Ocelot. Right. right. Or he was trying to see what happens when you put 
because it just seemed that like that gene in particular was tied to the jag, the jag. gene, right? Yeah. You know, so it's like it's this crazy looking animal is tied to this gene. So they're mm-hmm. sort of like you can't produce one without the other. And I think Mike was on a quest to sort of separate it out and see if he could. And I think that may have led to some pairings like that, right? Yeah. So like again, he's not doing it because he's trying to uh, and this just, this, get a right. living white one like yeah, right none of that right and and he's trying to sort of like uh, you know figure out this gene and try to trying to advance carpet python breeding and the understanding of how these genetics work in these various different things so like he he's doing this work and and like he'll come back and he'll share that information and then people will say oh that's because you did x no no no, no. <laughs> Like, no, I think Mike Curtin has to be one of the most honest guys that I know. Like, you know what I mean? Like, he's just a wholesome dude, you know? Yeah. And like he he, he's trying. He did. He did that. And he eventually he did. He separated it away to where you have now jungles that, you know, I guess they're called ocelots, right? Ocelot jungle. Yeah, I guess. guess. Yeah. I guess he just calls them ocelot and it's ocelot jag. So, but that's the thing where it's like that that was those were necessary breedings like i know that there have been jag to jag breedings for morphs and shit like that where it's like just so happens you only have you have an exanic jaguar and a caramel jaguar and those are your only two that you're going to do for this project or something like that so right i want to say that that's happened i think nick did a couple of jag to jag pairings to see what the super forms of different morphs would be with the lethal like what right. would a super jaguar caramel look like? Right, and it's hard to tell because everything's neo. So, right. but I understand that was happening. But again, like you said, I think ninety is a great number where it says that I think ninety percent of the jaguars in the United States were from a one jaguar parent pairing. Yeah, and I don't know any of the people that are really commenting on 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 this thread. Like, I, I, yeah. and I kind of like didn't even really pay attention to that. That wasn't my point. But what immediately stood out to me is the fact that you have this one group of people who've been who who have actually done the work, mm. sharing the information, and you have this other group of people that are saying, "No, that's not right." Now, at, at when at one point do you say that this is just ignorance on the part of the people that don't know, because how much knowledge is out there for this? There's a fucking book. We're here. There are all these other things. Like you should be able to, if you're working with these animals, you should be able to find what's going on. And if you're going to bring in an animal that's a morph trait, shouldn't you know how it's inherited and what you could breed it to? Otherwise, sure. you're going to breed a jag to a jag and be like, why are half of them dead? Like it's right. Hundred percent. Again, I just think it's at a certain point, though, do you think it's on us to comment on things like that and be like, hey, you don't know what you're talking about. They're correct, because then that's just I feel like that's just going to start a fight. Well, it's kind of why I brought it up here. Right. Mm -hmm. I I don't want to get into an online debate. I just don't have the time to. Yeah. Yeah, And and the thing of it is, it's like I I, if I'm being honest, one of the things that made me pull away from posting on Facebook, because I really don't post all that much. I share Mm -hmm. NPR stuff. I don't even share my EB Morelia stuff anymore, really. Like, and I, I think I think it's just because, like, I just don't have time to have that conversation where it's not going to be a conversation. So like with this situation here, I'm always trying to analyze myself 
and analyze myself in this hobby and try to say like, where can I be better? And I think my takeaway from this situation was that the the person that actually posted up the post, right? The person that originally posted, Mm -hmm. I believe they weren't trying to stir the pot. They weren't trying to do any of that. They probably heard maybe a couple episodes of us. Maybe they heard some other podcasts talking about it. Maybe they saw a YouTube video, whatever the case would be. They were just trying to find out and make a decision for themselves. Hey, real quick. What are the pros and cons of, of Jags? Like, why do you do it? Why do you not do it? You know? And and that's where I think that like he, the person was trying to get just that information. And then it turned into this pissing match of like, and like guys like us or let's, you know, we've only, I'm only lumping us in this category because we've been doing for so long and we've talked to all these people and guys like, you know, Nick or Paul or Jason mm-hmm. or, or all these guys that have, have been doing this a long, long time. Right. Like they don't want to comment because they don't want to get into the pissing match. So you're right. missing out on this information where you could be, you could be, you know, exchanging ideas with some of these guys that like, you know, have been doing this for so long and, and have this knowledge. And like, you could maybe be pushing it forward because I think that herp to culture does need people to come in and sort of push that envelope forward. Like we've talked about it for the past 10 years about how, if you look at, you know, uh, dart frog keeping, or you look at, you know, monitor keeping and how advanced it is and how Mm -hmm. like in the infancy snake keeping is just because I think we came up with a formula, it worked and we we kind of just stayed in that, stayed in that spot. You know what I mean? And like, nobody came along and like, they're just like, oh, okay, this guy said this, so we're going to go with this. You know, like nobody's, nobody tried to push it forward. And I think like some of the younger people, to their credit, are mm. trying to push things forward a bit. Like, okay, <clears throat> you know, do you need perching? Do you need UV? Do you need this? Do you need that? Do they need a basking spot? Do they, do they, do they benefit from, you know, having a substrate of, as opposed to paper or whatever, whatever, you know, all these yeah. different ideas that are out there, right? Yeah. <clears throat> and um, how can you enrich? Uh, the, the snake's life and all this stuff, and you as a zookeeper know that yeah. like, this is this is stuff that, that that's a good thing. These are good but, things. These are really really good things to ask. And it's like, do they need it? Probably not. Is it good for them? I'm never going to say no to that because right. it could be. And and sure. so you know what? If you want to go through the whole thing of putting UV lights in your cage, more power to you and stuff like right. that. So, yeah. And I, I think, I think it like, look at earlier, right? You're yeah. feeding retics Cornish hens. Like, you know what I mean? Like, would you have done that? Say. No. Cause it would have been no. like, you know, no, cause in my head years ago, where does snake food come from? It comes from my rodent breeder at the, you know, at the Correct. show. And that's, right. that's the only thing that I can feed to my snakes. Not like go down to the local farm and pick up a bunch of chickens. Like, no, like not. Right. Yeah. So like even even the two of us like these yeah. conversations and these people that that are coming into the hobby have influenced influenced us yeah in in ways that we don't even know that we're being influenced but at the same time I think that like if if somebody has done breedings or done it, it could be anything and they've actually physically done the work they I know think you should you. just be quiet <laughs> and listen yes yeah. Do some work yourself and then make your own conclusions based off of the knowledge that you were given. Right. And your personal knowledge that you have in front of you. It's it, it just is one of those things where it's like people will hear something or 
be told something and they'll take it as gospel. So somebody right. somewhere told someone that all the Jags have Nero because they were bred Jack to Jack. And this person may not even work with Jags. They might not even have to do anything sure. to do with Jags. But right. they heard it, and that's true. And that's what it right. is. Yeah, You're wrong. And then when you <laughs> say, hey, man, you're wrong, right. they take great offense to that. It's okay right. to be wrong. If you don't sure. know what you're talking about, maybe then don't wait out there on Facebook and just say something that is fact. If you go, hey, man, I heard that it's from breeding Jag to Jag. Now you've changed it. Now you've said that I don't know if this is true, but I heard it. Right. Okay. No, right. you're wrong. Well, whoever told you that was wrong. It's not from there. Right. And I, I guess, yeah, I it's 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 just kind of a it's just kind of a weird spot that that the world is in to where like you know I I to me I used to learn the most yeah. from the debates that people would have on MP in the early days. Like yeah. I I never I never you know there used to be this thing called a lurker. Right. Mm-hmm. And it's, a, I don't know if this is a Facebook word, or, but it's more of a forum word, I think. Right. So you, you go don't in, comment, you just kind of you fill out your profile <laughs> and you go on there every day. You would come home when you would go to your computer and you're sitting in front of your computer and you would go on and you would, you'd click on the yep. forum and you go yep. and you look and you see the new post and you go and you just, you're spending the whole day just reading this or the whole night, you know, yep, reading this post, reading the post and learning. It's like, yes, that's, that's like, what was it? Um, uh, Chuck and Nick had a huge thing over caramel stuff. Yes. And this is, and I had just gotten my first caramel. So I read that thing yes. back to back, like hundred cover. Cause it was like, cause that's how I gauged all my super caramel stuff and how we went about that kind of stuff. So it's like that, those kind of things stuck in there. So again, the problem is that you have too many people who have heard something from, so if all, you know, dude, somebody did a, did a YouTube show going and checking out somebody's collection and they saw a Jag and the guy said, ah, well, when you breed Jag the Jag, they get narrowed. And this is just some guy who has a pair of Jaguars or a Jaguar that he got in the shop or whatever. And now that person is taking that as gospel. And it would be like, yeah, yeah, it would be the equivalent of somebody coming to my house and recording a YouTube video and me talking about Aki monitors right the way i would talk about carpet pythons right like i i have no experience with aki monitors except for the past couple months right i i I know where they're from yep i know what they eat i know what kind of heat they need i know how to keep them so far so good not going wood you know i I haven't had any issues yeah right but it's nowhere near the amount of knowledge that I have when it comes to carpet pythons. So, like, if somebody were to ask me about those, I would be like, mm, "No, nah, I'm a lurker on this one. I'm well, just going to sit back and watch." It'd be like, let's say, like one of yours was kind of like a little bit of a funny color, and you'd be like, "Well, you get that from breeding a red and a yellow together. Yeah. That's not yeah. you don't know that. <laughs> like, that's right. not hundred percent. That, that's not true at all. Like, it's so uh, I don't know. It's." I think there's too many people who assume that they're 100% correct and they don't know how yeah. to back out, back it out or back down. So, and I think it comes from, you know, and, and in fairness, right. There's mm-hmm. a lot of misinformation out there. There's a lot of people saying the wrong thing. There's a, yeah. they, it's why I try to not talk in definitives. I try my best and I don't always succeed with that. Mm-hmm. I don't always, you know, talk a hundred percent like, Oh, this is what it is. You know, it's like, is it, 
You know, I mean, Whoa. but like those debates that happened on the MP in the early days, they they would be about, you know, uh, the, they were about the tiger carpet. They were about the neurological and the jag gene. They were about purity of certain animals. They were about even the purity of a jag, whether it was pure or not pure. I mean, in the yeah. early days, there was a lot of questions about them being crossed, you know, so like, yeah. Uh, coastal guys that wanted to stay pure would kind of like shy away from that. You know, Nick would being one of them because like he thought that that gene was not a pure coastal gene. And then after, I guess, doing research and whatnot, let it asking questions and all that kind of stuff, let him to feel confident that it was, you know, and there was other people that said, ah, he's just doing that because he's, you know, wants to work with the Jag gene now, you know, but, and yeah, like, he, but, but you know, it, it's just one of those things. And again, you're you're sitting back and you're just reading this information and you're making your own, um, you know, judgment based off of whatever that information is there. And you're and not really commenting. Yeah. You're not saying anything. You're just learning. Reading. Learning. Yes. It, yes. It's, I don't know, it's the equivalent of standing up in a, standing up during a lecture and telling the professor he doesn't know what the fuck you're talking about. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> who the fuck are you? So, so it, there are ways to do this, and there are ways to talk about it. And and again, I just think it's part of it, it has to just be laziness. It's yeah. all out there, and if there are animals that you really do want to keep in there, I mean, ten years worth of a podcast and and magazines yeah. galore and books and articles and shit everywhere. Like this is not the jaguar is nothing new. If you don't no. know jaguars because you haven't been looking. Beyond. Yeah. And even like I said, I didn't want to beat the horse of the, the, the Jaguar thing. Like to me, the, the focus of this conversation is not really necessarily the Jag and yeah, whether, it, I mean, it, I think we've beat that to death, but it it's just insane. highlighted to me <laughs> the, just the issue with people and how they're interacting with each other. Like it's horrible. You know, I mean, yeah, whatever. Uh, and so, I, and I do, we've gotten to the point where certain morph carpet pythons are going to start trickling into the hands of people that may not necessarily know what they have and what they're doing because they just got a pair or something that were traded to them or this, that, yeah. anything. and anything. And jags have been kind of skipping around like that for a while, but we're going to start seeing things like caramel jags and sure. hypos and shit like that. So yeah. don't be surprised if somebody's like, hey, if I breed my exanic to my caramel, is that a ghost? And then you have to be like, no. It's it used to be, but then we got hypos. <laughs> yeah. What? what? Yes. <laughs> like you right. have to do. It's not going to get any easier. These. Well, yeah. I mean, we had to do that with the sib talk, and we oh, had to God. do that with the. You know what I mean? Like, remember that whole thing? That was like a big thing back in the day where we would talk about you know sibs and. What well, didn't make well the problem is is that where I think the the debate for sibling loses is that. When people were doing coastal to coastal pairings, like a coastal jaguar to a coastal female, they would be like, and these are the sibs. That's not true. Those are coastals. Like <laughs> yeah. It, it, yeah. We, we, it's what we should have done is plugged sibling in as a phrase that was used for like a jaguar to a jungle. These are the jungle jags. These are the jag sibs. Right. Like, that, okay. But when you're doing it for like the base more, like, no, that, that, Calling any coastal sibling was yeah. stupid. Well, so. I remember Zach and Dave, their argument was, right? If you breed yeah. a zebra yep. to a jungle, you get zebras. And you get? And you get what? Hips? No, you get jungles. Like, no, you get jungles. <laughs> no, you get jungles. He's like, exactly. 
It's correct. <laughs> and we'd be like, but yeah. So, and, and but I, remember, I, I understand when you talk to somebody like I remember, I remember having the debate in, in Tinley where they were like, we're calling them sibs because they look different than a normal yes. coastal. I Correct. agree. They look right. different than a normal coastal. And right. the problem is, is that now I sit here is and, and watching the variation of coastal carp and python, even in the wild, they right. look different than the coastals that we had in front of us. Correct. That was the problem. Correct. That, we thought that all look coastals look the same. That's not true. <laughs> and then these over here, it just shows you our ignorance, right? Exactly. I mean, like, Yes, I mean it was like we had these snakes Coastals and they look different. Like that, it's like uh. it's like uh, yeah, they can. Yeah, they can. <laughs> and then you would, and then we would be arguing with Australian Australians saying they're saying like, well, you know, out in the bush they look like they're they're so variable, man. They're like all over the place. No, like, no how dare you? <laughs> it's it's just it's one of those things where it's like that. That's stupid. These are stupid arguments. <laughs> And, yes, and yeah. it's yeah, but it was again. You're like you hit the nail on the head. It was our ignorance, and it's okay to be ignorant. We got better. Yes, yes. yeah. So and yeah, we we won the debate or push that needle forward by having those conversations and not poo pooing the idea of why they called it a sib, but said okay, I understand that, but now it's a different time, so let's now stop calling it yeah. sib. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Let's stop, stop calling it, it a sib. Start calling it a coastal, and then we'll call the mixes sibs. Right. Okay. Or Good. A, or we call them a diamond jungle, or, or we IJ. call them a mix. Like, yeah. yeah, whatever you know. But yeah. So I don't know. Anyhow, <laughs> now, now now that we've gotten that out of our we've system, that, yeah, we feel good. much better. And everybody feel good. Good. I'm ready to go to work tomorrow and uh, you know, tackle funny. another guy with a knife. <laughs> but, you know, it's funny. It's that you, you go through it. You breed an inland to a silver pepper. Do you call them sibs? No, they're fucking inlands. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Ah, shit. <laughs> Whatever morph you pick, you know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, us, us, us and our silly names. I guess it's sort of like the whole, uh, the one that you hate more than anything is the uh, the ball boat. python hidden oh, gene wall. How is it hidden? <laughs> it's more, I more hate it just because it says Wolma. There's already a Wolma python. Why didn't you have the name it? I'd be like if I had a new carpet morph, and I'm like, I'm gonna call it a blood python. What? <laughs> like, why would you do that? <laughs> no, it's that just is confusing. True. It like, is. Uh, it's confusing to somebody. Con- I got to be honest, man. When I came in, I was like, "Is that a ball python crossed with a woma?" No, those are the walls. They're different. Yes, and I'm like, huh, that's interesting. And uh, yeah, the first time I saw a bat eater. I, nobody <laughs> said anything up. about it being a cross. I was right. like, oh, my God, that is the coolest Burmese python I've ever seen in my life. Nah, and I thought it was that. just a morph. Yeah. And somebody it's, said, no, that's no. a retick in a, in a, in a, in a well, Burmese I showed, python. I showed you the carplets, and I'm like, what is this? Yeah. 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 I heard somebody talking about – I can't remember what podcast it was, but they were talking about your Mongolian man-eater. Yes, yes. <laughs> I was like, oh, that's a yes, that's an Owen the, phrase. The, the retake crossed with, yes, a, with the King Horni. Yes. <laughs> the Mongolian man eater. Now only somebody can do it. It was Todd, Todd Dyer. It was me, Todd Dyer. Yeah, because yeah. we were gonna make up shirts that said the Mongolian man eater forever, but we never did. 
Uh, we might have to work on that. We should do that. I mean, yeah. I, we should just put all the names because, I mean, I was doing well with Bat- Battle Chondro, but I can't, I think I lost to um, – <laughs> oh, yeah. It was the Battle Chondro. was a Green Tree Python cross with a Ruffy. So right. it was – yeah. Um, you know the uh, I forgot to say this when um, when I sent you guys the message about me wrestling with a knife, oh, yeah. dude, I was laughing so hard when you sent back the thing of Paul Hogan. He's like, "Now this that's is not a knife." knife. <laughs> <laughs> I was I'm like, Eric comes up. out of his office. That's not a knife. He says, "No, I feel like it's <laughs> like that's what you um, should do." Like, you I know, know. It, that would be God. great. That or just do the, do the Sean Connery thing and be like, "Oh, she brought a knife to a gunfight," and like, it's just but looks like. Oh man, I can't do my Sean Connery. Wait, I have to try for a second. <laughs> oh shit, I can't do it. Can't do I have it. to All insert right. it here. Insert it there. We'll pause now and read it before you insert it. Yeah. Oh god. Um. Yeah, I guess we can. Uh, I don't know. Is there anything else you wanted to hit on? I mean, we've got the EMI. We got that kind of stuff. I mean, is there anything else? How are the diamonds doing? You said they were doing their thing. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. Probably the easiest breeding that I've done so far. I don't want to say Shit. anything too soon because I haven't had, I don't have eggs yet. Yeah. And I'm not promised that I'm going to get eggs, but yeah, they want to breed, man. It's just weird how it's different. And you can relate to this because you bred the Bradley. So, you know, it's just <laughs> different. <laughs> but, it's, um, well, that's the thing is I'm sitting here and I'm like, I don't think I'm going to get any Bradley this year. So I'm like, because uh, hmm, I pulled my female out, but my male's trying to breed her right now. And uh, my male albino is trying to breed the het female that I have right now. So it's like, all right, well, maybe the season isn't really over, over. So, yeah. um, you know, I, I tossed my male tiger back in with my super caramel jag to see what she he can do because the uh, the one caramel male I put in there didn't do shit. So whatever, okay. maybe I'll get some late clutches. But um, it's just one of those things where the spring breeder is always the weird one because you're like, all right, well, I'm getting eggs, getting eggs, getting eggs. And like, I guess the season's almost over. And then they're still breeding. You're like, apparently not. So, I, I mean, I want to say the one year I got a coastal clutch in like, it's the problem is I normally get bread lie in like June. Like I mean, I get the, I get the eggs. Like we're talking mm-hmm. like June, July, and then you're getting babies hatching in August and September. Um, but there was the one year where I had a coastal clutch that dropped, and the babies hatched in like October. And I'm like, no, this is way too late. So <laughs> it's I don't know, yeah. dude, but it yeah, is it's, weird. Yeah, diamonds are. I would. I, I know we've we've said this about oh, a couple of back, different go. species of, <laughs> yeah. of, and I know we've said this before, but I would dare to say that if you're going to keep a pet, mm. like, and just have a nice setup and whatnot, I would think that a diamond python, especially in North America, especially yeah. here in the Northeast, yeah, is an excellent, excellent car display. Yeah, yeah. Hey, I would They're say they're beautiful. They are. Um, they're variable too. If you get a really nice one. Um, uh-huh. I would say that the majority of my male bread lie have gone as pets. Yeah. So just diamonds. And Some people don't want to spend that money. Yeah. Yeah. I, I get it. You know, mm. they are, they can be pricey or whatever, but like they, they're, they're very cold tolerant snakes. So, I mean, oh, yeah. you know, they're, they're equipped to, uh, kind of bring what 
what we have here uh, in the northeast of the U.S. You know, pretty yeah, you know, pretty do easily. Your, do yourself a favor where it's like, if you need to get, if you want to get an animal just as a pet, definitely look for a species that is going to be very forgiving. If it's your first python, like, yeah, you know, take your time and find something that's going to forgive you for for messing up. Don't immediately be like and you know what my first one will be an emerald tree boa it's like oh god a white, like, lip. <laughs> a white lip oh my god you know uh, so uh blackface i guess somebody got in a shipment somewhere of uh southern white lips because it was an adult pair on okay. morph market and i saw the adult pair that was at the oaks show last weekend and that was three thousand seven hundred for the pair uh, at, at, at the Oak Show, the pair I saw in Morph Market, the male was twenty five hundred, the female was three thousand dollars. Holy shit! Yeah, is it just the fair? Is it the avail? Uh, you know, it, I don't know. Man, the availability, man. Yeah, because like mm-hmm. chondros, um, there was somebody that had some Meraki chondros that that were available, and I was going to pull the trigger again. Yeah. I'm like, well, let me try to roll this dice one more time. <laughs> what the hell? Straight in the wheel. It's like, let's see what happens. <laughs> Maybe oh, it'll work this time. <laughs> um, but when I when I got the price, I was like, yeah. holy shit, dude! Like, it's there can't be that many shipments coming in from like Indonesia <laughs> and things like that. There has to be. That's got to be stopped or slowed, and yeah. then. Just the availability. I mean, I've never seen white lips this high. Never. It's yeah. ridiculous. I guess we got to stop talking about them. <laughs> you know, you know what's fun? Sunbeam snakes. Sunbeam snakes. Like are the snakes. They're very nice sunbeam snakes. They're $45. Wonderful little iridescence. It's like having a white lip, but you don't have to worry about taking yes. the white lip away from me. So... <laughs> The 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 MBKs, they're the poor oh, man's yes, white yes. lip python. <laughs> <laughs> and if you want a diamond python, get a speckled king snake. It yeah, is the it's, poor it's man's perfect. diamond python. It's perfect. It's yeah. it's just it's got to be partially availability, which is that's something that should scare people. You know, if yeah, the prices on these things shot up because we didn't get the normal shipments that we get in, but white lip prices have been on a steadily steadily climbing. Imagine if they shut off into all together. Yeah. Then what we have here is what we have here. And then babies that are born, you know, if somebody gets lucky and gets a clutch, those babies are going to be worth five grand. Yeah. And, you know, the thing that sometimes upsets me with the price of mm. those things is the fact that there may be somebody out there that could successfully breed that species but they can't because they can't financially. Yeah, they're, they're scared away from it. Yeah. Yep. Or they just can't afford it. You know right. what I mean? Like, just, you know? I mean, like Boland's pythons are like, what? What are they now? I don't even know. $7,000 a piece. It's some crazy number. Uh, it's getting there. It's it's one of those things where it's like. It's $14,000 a pair. Yeah. That's I mean, a lot of money. I mean, it, we sit there and it's like, I, I was telling Melissa because I was looking at some Northerns. And I'm like, I had like uh, I had like three or four northerns that were blackheads and then golds from the neck down, right? Like and like gold, like all the way, not like it bleeds up the sides. They were just gold the whole way. 
And I'm like, and those are the kind of gold face white lip I really wanted to work with. And I and I had that, those, and then throughout the years, those. I like I lost one, lost the other one, sold this one, got a replacement for that one, and it's like eventually those things I weeded like they they're gone now. And I have three gold face that are they're they're not slouches, they're very good looking animals, but they're not the golds that I wanted. Right. And it's like, well, okay, if I went and tried to find <laughs> the golds that like I used to have. Those things are going to be six, seven hundred dollars a piece. I, I guarantee it. Uh -huh. um, so it, eventually, I'll get there. It's just going to take some time, but um, I would say that you know the prices on certain things are just kind of slowly creeping up there. And like you said, it, 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 it's discouraging some people from working with them, but also it's making the availability even less and less and less. I would say if Indo ever does shut down or things like that, I mean, even not just with snakes and stuff people don't breed niles nile monitors and savannah monitors to the amount that the american consumer needs because the amount of baby savannah monitors that are brought in every year is like astonishing there's tons of baby monitors brought in every year and right. like we'll say like 80 percent of them usually end up either dying off or something like that Throughout, like very rarely do they reach adulthood. You mentioned if Africa shuts down exportation, then we're now relying on these people who there are going to be some people that are really good at it and set up the animals the right way to breed savannah monitors and Nile monitors. Well, they're not going to be able to breed that many to fill in the gaps. So now those prices, a savannah monitor is going to cost like baby savannah monitors are going to go from like, I don't know, we'll say like, we'll say 200 bucks to like, Three grand. That's crazy. Yeah. I mean, what was it? Niles. I guess all Niles at one point were like $45. Yeah. Like, yeah. Forget that. So if you're relying on that kind of stuff. Now, the problem is, is that I, I, what I think should happen is, and that's something that, you know, Dick Ross talked to us is that you should, if you have to get a wild caught animal or be reliant on wild caught animals, is you should get them to establish a, captive population so that you can stop taking them from the wild and that if anything does happen and they stop coming in, you now have it here in U.S. herpetoculture. Right. So Yeah, and like it requires a lot, a lot of to stuff. have a group. It does. So if you're going to work with something like white lips or bolens or whatever, see, see like how you need a lot of them mm -hmm. can sort of limit you Stuff. with the price you know what yeah. i mean and oh, yeah. i'm not saying that they should be cheap i'm not saying that at all i'm just no, saying no, no, no. that what my fear is is that we get so caught up in you know uh this animal being i mean because let's face it i mean it's just made up right i mean it's <laughs> right. just it's not right. like there's, the animal's there's no, really that valuable i mean right. it's there's just no, a made-up thing you know right the, the, we we put the value on the animal so you know we would basically price ourselves out of the market for it and then it's going to be uh, i i would hate to see certain animals that we have here in u.s herpetoculture become like the dunai where they're gone yeah. and then we have to find somebody in another country that right. has them and have them bring them in if we can if we can and that's right. and i say you got lucky with that because yeah. there could be several things that they don't come in or you have to find a zoo that breeds them and is sympathetic and allows you to take them out of the zoo right so and i would hate for us to get there to a point where 
you know, white lips aren't in U.S. horticulture, or ring pythons aren't aren't here, or something like that. Right, hundred so. percent. All right. Well, I guess yeah. we'll close on that. Cool. We'll to close. On. I like it. It's a great note. Good white notes. Lips. Good notes. White <laughs> lips. They're cool. Um, anyway. Okay. So uh, let's see. Um, if you want to support the NPR network, here are a few ways that you could do that. First, <laughs> you could subscribe. Or follow. It's called follow now. Follow. Uh, so that what the kids yeah, they don't say subscribe anymore. The, the young right, kids are calling it follow. So I'll adapt. I'm gonna adapt. So is this a hashtag? No. Yes. For the older people, <laughs> if you want to subscribe, you still can, but it's gonna be under follow. And for the younger people, follow us <laughs> on whatever podcast app you use. Uh, you can check out all the podcasts that we have on the network. We have obviously the OG Morelia Python Radio, aka NPR. Carpet Cliff yep. Notes, Colubrid Corner, Student and the Serpent, Carpet and Coffee, which, by the way, Carpets and Coffee airs live every Monday about 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 10 p.m. Pacific Time. Mm-hmm. Um, the Field Herping Podcast, the Monitor Podcast, uh, and now we have the Australian Herp to Culture Podcast. So uh, we're, we, we have uh, a pretty, pretty nice group. I'm pretty right happy there. with uh, where we are. And, uh, yeah, we're going to keep, uh, releasing, uh, you know, awesome podcasts. I think, I think this may be my favorite season of NPR when we get to the end of the year mm-hmm. and we have to pick a favorite episode. I don't know how I'm going to pick, man. We Here's had, how. Here's Doctor- how. we have several brownies and then we drink heavily and then we'll decide. <laughs> uh, just, yeah, there we As go. We we with every holiday. Jim will spin the wheel and say, he's- <laughs> yes. <laughs> He said something about how he's mad about how there's no carpet fest. He was threatening to call in. And I said, well, if you can figure out how to do it, then you can. Then and, you can be on. <laughs> I, I may have dropped a gauntlet and, you know, he may appear at a live stream or something like that. I'm a little. <laughs> I, he's going to figure it out. I'm somewhat terrified. It all depends on how lazy he is and how right. driven he is. So right now we're winning because, you know, the penguins are doing well. But if the penguins start to suck and he's bored. We're doomed. So, he seems yeah. like he seems like the type of guy that if he is driven, he will stop he will at nothing. nothing. Right? Yep. Yep. <laughs> if yep. he doesn't care, then he, he doesn't care. Exactly. <laughs> so there's no there's no gray area. There's no middle ground it's here. Cold, <laughs> yeah. You know. So uh, so yeah. So that's the podcast lineup. Uh, go and uh, follow those on uh, various uh, whatever podcast app you use. You can you can like them. They all have their own feed. Um, and, uh, I know Owen and, and Riley are working on some new episodes of Colubri Corner. Yeah, we're going to, we're going to sit down and do that this week. We're at least going to get two or three recorded so that we can do that. Right. So, and, uh, yep. we've got to do some carpet cliff notes. I got some ideas there. So, uh, nice. yeah, we'll be good with that. Um, and, uh, yeah, so stay up to date with us. You can, the best way is going to be to go to our website, moreniepythonradio.com. Uh, our email, if you want to get in contact with us, you have a question, you have a comment, uh, you want to get in touch with one of the guests, whatever the case would be, info at morelipythonradio.com is the way to do that. You can follow us on all the social media stuff, uh, Facebook, Instagram, and obviously, please, another way that you can support us is go and subscribe to our YouTube page, uh, Morelia MPR Network, uh, and that's where all of the live streams happen. Um, eventually, we're going to have some field herp and stuff up there, yeah. and eventually, we're going to uh, try to do some little videos for some tips and stuff uh, for so- the stuff we keep. 
Maybe Owen's going to do a video showing off some of his crazy colubrids. Maybe I'll do it showing off the monitors and they, the blue tongues and stuff yeah. like that. Blah, blah, blah. But, well, it was something you brought up in the Herpiculture podcast where you're like, you guys are comparing rough scale pythons to Chinese king rats. You're like, I wonder how the keel is. I'm like, I wonder too. So I went downstairs. Oh, ah, like, you did it. Are they? Yeah. Uh, now now we know okay but i was sitting there like you're like i'm like i can do that but so anyway um, i might have to make a trip up to to your place and record some video and then we'll give it to our our interns to uh to uh, make magic out of it we need to make them do something you know right yeah i just can't (laughs) wait for the i can't wait for the herping trip so i can wear a gopro on my chest (laughs) and we just have a little thing that just says owen cam and i'm just Just running around. <laughs> now we go to the Owen. Now we go to the footage. Owen cam, and he's staring at a tree. Good job. It's yeah. like yeah. Uh, uh, so so uh, YouTube one is is kind of important. We're trying to get to. Uh, I think we have to get to a thousand subscribers. Um, and like we're that, slowly yeah. pushing like that. So uh, please, uh, if you want to uh, help us out, go and subscribe up to the uh, NPR Network YouTube page. Um, and then, obviously, if you want some swag. Uh, we have the uh, Teespring store, NPR Network yep. Teespring store. Uh, we will. I I, I have to get. To, uh, I've been again. Mm. Field Herp and Podcast has taken up a lot of my time, and now that that's mm. over, I can start to work on some of the swag stuff and and yeah. get some more stuff gotta, up there. I mean, there's there's tons of stuff on there already. There's NPR stuff. There's Rogue Reptile stuff. There's EB Morelia stuff. There's right. Carpet Fest stuff. There's uh, T-shirts we did for um, the fires in Australia. There's um, yeah, there's a lot of stuff up there. So, yeah, definitely jump on that. And the last thing that we have, if you want to support us, is the uh, as our Patreon. Mm. Um, we basically have two tiers at this moment. Um, basically, the first one is $5. And, you know, if you want to buy us a cup of coffee is what we call it, you know. And uh, the second one is $10, which uh, surprisingly everybody upped it. And what we do is once a month we do a private live stream. Yep. No holds barred. Any questions um, you want to ask, it's fine. Yeah. We'll Dude, talk about it. To, anything you want to know, if uh, it doesn't mean we have the answer, but we'll talk about it. So figure it out. Yeah. <laughs> um, so uh, that's usually me, you, Riley, and Lucas, and uh, yep. yeah. So that's that was a good time the last time. Mm-hmm. Um, and the f- last thing I'll say for me is, uh, if you're into reptiles and you somehow stumbled upon this podcast and. Um, you're wondering what you can do to support the community. I would say that the most important thing you could do is join US Arc. Go over to usarc.org. Yeah. Uh, you can sign up for the newsletter. You can uh, stay. Uh, then when you do that, you can stay up to date with whatever legislation is is coming down the pipe. Um, and uh, you know, as simple as five dollars a month mm-hmm. um, for a monthly donation, um, you know, will go a long way to help them. And I mean. Again, it's a cup of coffee. Uh, yeah. You know, to me, yeah. it's well worth uh, the ability to uh, to keep these reptiles that we all love and uh, are passionate about. So, yeah, and I would That's also say I- that I would also say that you can. Um, they also keep you up to date on any kind of actions, letters, things you can send, and I would keep up on that. And uh, even if it's not a state that you live in, if you can still weigh in on it, I would because. Yeah. Uh, it's helpful no matter where you live. And then one day it might be your state. So, or it might be your species. Yeah. 
So, all right. Well, uh, we'll say thanks, everybody, for listening. And we will catch everybody back here next week for some more Morelia Python Radio. Good night. <laughs>